What's up, y'all? It's the Brown Woman speaking. And you have reached my podcast hotline where every week there's a new topic and a new guest or set of guests. And you have been granted access to the conversation. The only rule is that you turn your phone on mute. But join the conversation in the comments down below. Now, before I go over and call my guest, like always, shout out to my brown business of the week, Caitlin Broussard herself. Okay, she is the owner of the Sans Soci Experience. I hope I'm saying it right, girl. Don't kill me. Okay. This is her Instagram. I will have it linked down below. She is a licensed cosmetologist in the Lafayette, Louisiana area. Little secret, she was supposed to be a guest on today's podcast. But my girl is booked and busy, okay? She does amazing hair. Look at that. So I'll have her information in the description box down below. She's a wonderful spirit. And you got to have good spirits in your head, okay? I'm bald-headed, so. But I can vouch for her. So go on over and check my girl out, okay? Now let's go call our guest. what's good hey girl what you doing so for the past couple months me and my grandma have been having a debate about the state of religion and the church and where we feel it's going I feel I was telling her that I feel there's been a shift in what religion is and what it looks like and there's just been a drastic decline in the traditional church, like the traditional small town black church. And I wanted to, you know, have a conversation with some young folks and see what you guys think about the state of religion today. So my first question to you guys would be, um, do you consider yourself religious or spiritual? And Whichever one you pick, what does that look like to you? What does that mean to you? I feel like, shoot, really, neither. I just like to say, like, I believe in God. Like, because, you know, people make religion, like, such a, like, there's just so many rules and regulations to it. When I think of religion, I think, like, organized church. Like, you got to wear these, you got to talk like these, you got to do these. But I feel like I... So I guess I would say spiritual, like I believe in God, I pray, I go to church when, I mean, it's regular times, I haven't been going, but I read my Bible when I, when I do, I read my Bible when I do, and um, <laughs> I ain't gonna see in life, but um, yeah, this it, I feel like I'm more spiritual than actual religious, yeah. Uh, I would agree, I'm, I've been away from the whole religious thing lately, being that I'm getting a little deeper into the whole spiritual context and et cetera. So basically what Haley said, uh, just from 
growing up as we know like it's all these different rules to how to serve God I love God and all that but if you know who God is he don't ask you to be all these different things so I believe that's why it's becoming more and more of a decline on the whole mm-hmm. aspect because especially with a lot of more a lot more of uh younger people having a yearning heart for God and not being perfect and etc I just feel the whole uh not that tradition should die because I think it's a lot of good things in the traditional way, but I just feel they have so many rules because religion being, like Haley said, it's just kind of organized to where this is how this goes, this is how that goes. And it, it just kind of put them in position to control how you love God, allowing you to be free. And I feel that's what being spiritual is all about, just being in tune with and inner feeling. So, so what would you say the the exact? Go ahead, Haley. I was gonna say uh, another thing. I don't know if y'all heard this. If people say like we should focus more on having a relationship with him more so than a religion, so I feel mm-hmm. like that's more that's more so why I would say I'm not religious either because it's like more important to focus on the actual relationship. Yeah, you can be a Christian, but that. you can still not have a you know relationship with God. Agreed. Or Christian or whatever you believe in. I'm not going to assume. I can agree with that because if you think about when you were younger and you were kind of made to go to church, what? Yeah. You were made to go to church. You didn't really, you don't know what the pastor's talking about. You don't know what what the teachings are. you just going with the flow because somebody told you that's what you're supposed to do. You prayed a certain way because somebody told you that's how you're supposed to pray. You really don't have your own identity when it comes to your religion. It's just something you just did. Yeah, especially like growing up black. Well, my experience, I'm sure maybe y'all's too, like literally growing up in Baptist churches. I mean, me, I, my mama, like she transitioned us from like going to black churches. Like I would go with my grandparents and then she started and I think it was in my either ninth grade or eighth grade year, we started going to like the non-traditional white pastor churches. And that's when like I started getting uh, exposed to that different type of religion or spirituality or whatever. So what what would you, what would the definition of spirituality be and religion be? Like what's the differences? Uh, I think religion is just, like uh, my own personal opinion, I feel like it's a man-made, opinionated organization type of mm-hmm. spirituality, which would be just being in tune with and uh, feeling within you, knowing that there's a greater being that you, uh, how could I say it? Uh, just knowing that there's something greater than yourself and you're in tune with that. And it's more of a feeling instead of I'm a part of this group type of thing. I feel religion just have everything so grouped out, just like everything else in the world, which can cause a lot of people to be separated from God himself and focus more on this is my religion. But I feel spirituality is just more so of I'm in tune with God. That's my relationship with him. That's why I worship, et cetera. So that's my opinion. 
But if you're spiritual, are you using religion as kind of your foundation and then you're interpreting, interpreting it in your own way instead of following like a set? This is the guideline, but I can still veer off course a little bit. Are you just not using it at all? Uh, I believe the relation is the fact that both of, with both of them, you are worshiping something other than yourself, other than man. So that would be the same, of course. Just say, me being a Christian, naturally that would be Christianity as a religion. But uh, mm -hmm. I feel being spiritual or being spiritual outside of religion, just taking away all the rules that they have within serving him. Instead of having to do all this to serve him, I can just serve him and be, be who I am, which would be spiritual. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think you saying like they work hand in hand, but people are steering more towards being like focusing on, like you said, Lord. What I'm trying to say, like it's not as organized. Like religion is more, like we all say, it's more organized. But they still do work. They still go hand in hand. Like we still got to use the term religion, but we just not going around focusing on it as much. So I saw this. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So I saw this, um, like piggybacking off of what y'all said, I saw this um, article and they were asking the question, what's the difference between religion and a cult? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, actually. Looked up the defini definitions, they're real similar. So, yeah, on the all of it kind of relates. I think I never looked at the definition of a cult. So, well, when I looked it up, they were kind of saying that it's a group of people that, in so many words, we would consider them worshiping or practicing in a weird way, but. Mm -hmm other religions outside of Christianity might feel the right, same way about Christianity and vice yeah. versa. So... Teach is on. Have we low-key, high-key been in a cult our whole life and we ain't even know? No, I, I don't what you worship too, though. I don't yeah. know. I definitely would never say that I was a, a part of no cult, but <laughs> some type of way as far as being in some type of group and worshiping something or someone, I think that's where the relation comes from. And that's where it gets confusing because it's easy to just compare all these different things and say that's the same, but yeah. each one of them have their own underlying uh, differences and yeah. what you're worshiping is what separates. What are I we? do feel like with a cult, they are more, we're, we're seeing religion is organized, but with a cult, they kind of, rid themselves of any outside thinking. Like, if you tell me to turn backwards, I'm turn backwards. Because the leaders say it turn backwards. Now, if my pastor tell me to turn backwards, I'm a little rebellious, so I might, like, turn a little sideways. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what the main difference is. Like, they will... If, if my pastor say... If my pastor would tell me that I need to kill myself as a sacrifice, I'll be like, why you can't do it? <laughs> right. 
Now in a cult, they just gonna kill themselves because you know that's what they just feel wholeheartedly. This this is the only way. There's no other way. And spirituality would be your pastor telling you that, but you having your own relationship with God to know that you're not about to kill. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. God, God sat me on my shoulder and said, "No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. I, I did not tell him to say that. That was not me lying." So, right, because everybody that's on the stage, they meant to be actually, you know, giving the info. <laughs> and that's worse. I got that later in the uh, in the podcast. Okay, I don't mean to jump so, <laughs> so, do y'all do you guys feel like religion and spirituality have become very like popularized? As in, I'm gonna go to the church that's like popping that I, I see on social media all the time. I think it's a well for me. I see it as a mix. I know people that are like. Um, they still scarred by that one pastor that, you know, did them wrong or that one church or church or family member that, you know, gave them a bad experience. But then I also see the people that are like, you know, they full blown in church, they going to worship, it don't matter. Then I know the people that only feel like they want to go to certain churches, like they can't fool with the new age, um, wear jeans to church, short uh, sermons, in different type of worship churches. They fool with the ba- the Baptists, you know, the screaming, how- shouting, yelling, like, you know, so I see it from three different viewpoints, but I do feel like church has gotten more uh, wise, not widespread, popular. They don't sound right, but you know what I'm saying though. Yeah, I agree. I believe it, <laughs> I believe it is getting more popular, but mainly because the new age church is more inviting to where it don't feel Previously with traditional churches, a lot of people that could have wanted to know God more or just be accepted in any kind of way, they always get shut out like, oh, you can't come up in here because you out there living this kind of life or whatever. But knowing who God is, he used all people. Most of the people that he did use were troubled people. So the fact right. that they shut them out, you're not really uh, you're not really practicing what you're preaching in church, basically. So uh like with the new age like you got your michael todd's i even work with a ministry with all nations and it's just more inviting to where we accept the fact that you uh make mistakes you did all these things in your past or whatever but you can change and he can change whoever in any day so i believe that's why it's becoming more popular because people already want to know god but (laughs) if it's if he's shutting us out like y'all say he is then Yeah, they. I've I've heard "come as you are" so much, but you really can't come as you are <laughs> at all. Come as you are in no way, from inward or outward. You need to <laughs> come correct. But I feel like this depends on the type of church environment you're in. But like some people just don't care for the new age. Like I do. I literally know people our age who don't care for the new age churches. But if you don't try it, you won't. You know see the benefit because I personally love it like if I don't want to have to dress up I know I'm not people not gonna be looking at me crazy because I got on a t-shirt and jeans but I don't feel like it should matter because we coming to get the word you know yeah. I think some churches also, will shut you down for it I think also <laughs> there's been a um 
kind of this reimagining of what church looks like because mm-hmm. so many people are moving towards spirituality instead of religion, as in the pastors, their churches, there's such a diverse array of churches. Whereas when you went to a Baptist church, pretty much you was getting the howling and screaming in the loud <laughs> sermons every time across the board, you know? And now it's, for instance, uh, when Haley, you were going to church in Lafayette. Your church and my church were very different churches. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they they still preached on the same things, but we were able to, you like what you like, you know, with the white folks. And, <laughs> and I was with the, you know, new age, hip, black people. With right. the, but it also, it I don't need my gospel to me, songs. Like, <laughs> I need this to get loud, you know. Yeah, I see everybody different, but I honestly, it don't matter to me as long as they're not up there talking crazy. <laughs> like, so, I've actually kind of weaned off of going when I go home. I don't go to my home church as much. <laughs> I don't go to my home church. Hey, girl. I don't go to my home church as much as I used to. And my parents kind of look at me sideways for it, but I'm like, I've kind of learned what I like and don't like, and so I'm just not going to subject myself to just be sitting in church for no reason. I believe a lot of older uh, people are people are the generation that were raised by the old traditional uh, parents, they're kind of already just in that bondage to where they're stuck to where if anybody else steps out of that, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a training to where that's kind of already their mindset. Cause uh, my mother was actually raised in the older traditional church as well. And I stepped out into this uh, newer non-denominational atmosphere and she didn't really, uh, she didn't really neglect it in any way or have any tension towards it. But she was still kind of on her whole traditional tip to where this how we've been doing it for so long. So that's how I'm gonna keep doing it. And I think a lot of uh, people in that age are just kind of they just have a fear of stepping out into something new because they're so trained into whatever they grew up on or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of younger people are more eager to learn more about God, and they are learning more. And it's things that uh, the older people—I uh, don't know—I just believe they have a fear of stepping out into that. But the younger people are a little more eager, so it's just like a little tension in the midst of that. But I feel yeah, like I can I can agree. Even in a workplace, <laughs> if you a younger person come in a workplace. And somebody that's been doing something for so long, like, don't come in here trying to change this. This is how we've been doing it. But it's not that mm-hmm. the other person doing it wrong. They're just doing it in a new way. Yeah, I'm innovative. You need to get with me to get lost. <laughs> my, exactly. my grandma is very, very, very traditional. She's been at her, the same church her entire life. She is the secretary, and my grandma is the secretary, okay? <laughs> If it could be her and the pastor, she going to church. <laughs> COVID, yeah, COVID came. 
COVID can't shut stuff down. They trying to go to church outside. Like, come on, bro. That's Sit down. <laughs> COVID can't shut stuff down. They, Portia, so what you think we should do? We trying to um, remodel and add a bathroom. I'm like, who come into the church, though? What you need to do all this for? She just believes that they are, you know, it's going to stay how it was, and they are so set in their ways. But one thing I can say about my grandma, my grandma was like a wannabe hip grandma, and she's not as close-minded. Like, I'll have a conversation with her, her sisters, and her brothers, and I'll say something. Let's say I say something about the LGBTQ plus A Y'all know. <laughs> Whatever extra love they added. Respect to them. But if I say something about them, her sisters and her brothers will just have a heart attack. Don't let it play on TV. Oh, my God. And my grandma, she's become... I've had so many conversations with her that she's become more receptive and she's kind of... I feel like if she was to experience a non-denominational church she would probably switch over. But she's just so stuck in the fact that this traditional way just has to work. All they got to do is take that step. And it sounds like your grandmother, being that she is open, she's like a true believer. And I believe those are the ones that don't have that fear with stepping out because the word is the word. It's not like this new church is doing it wrong if they're preaching the same word. But uh, I think that's, Another thing that religion does as well, give too much power to man and not God to where it's just kind of like, that's why it's like a bondage because it's just like, this how we've been doing it. But if we all worship in God, it shouldn't be all of this. Okay, um, Dominique. Yes, ma'am. So this conversation sounds like it's a battle between traditional and non-traditional um, views of religion and church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, because um, I'm a preacher's daughter, raised in a Baptist traditional background, church three times a day. Hold on, wait. Y'all breaking up. It's a little low. Pastors. So even from my own family, I have received the same sort of rejection when I first started it, you know, um, and I got away because like you said, I'm tired of 50 meetings and all these different activities. Um, it just takes away from, I, I'm so serious. Like I, know I had too many I'm children to deal with it. I just had too many kids. I didn't have time. Um, the purpose was for me to get them to know God, be saved, know um, Jesus died for their sins and move on in life. So I'm glad that you guys, but just know I am 46. So I am that generation that was raised that way. Um, mm -hmm. But there are places you can go where there are, there, we have different mindsets. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with you guys for seeking out alternative paths and not being afraid because how many of black, white, uh, is it of us still? Not many. <laughs> Not Nowadays, many. when we what, first started going. Right. Now, word of God has become predominant. It's huge now. They don't know the church. Okay, well, it's... It's <laughs> Well, word of God was a white pastor where it started off small. 
And then it grew and grew and grew. And a lot, a lot of millennials thought it was hip to go there. So they began to flood it. So we found another church home, same white pastor, same non-traditional, not all the extra. Um, you come to church, you get the word and you're free to go. Um, and there was no judgment. And there was genuine love, affection, and you heard the word of God, and there was no pressure there. So I applaud you guys for stepping on out into something different. Do you feel, do you feel like the church, that your new church um, that's predominantly white wasn't as judgmental? Not necessarily because it's a hipper church, but because of their ethnicity? Or you feel that it would be the same either way? I don't feel like it would be the same either way. Um, it's very non-judgmental, extremely accepting, um, I, extremely accepting. I don't get. I didn't get that from predominantly black churches. Mm -hmm. I got um, people watching from head to toe. Um, I got flirted with a lot. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't want my daughters to get caught up in some guy at the church, liking on them for the wrong reasons. Um, and because I was a preacher's daughter, you can't fool me. I know the word. So everywhere I took my kids, the word, the true word was there. And as long mm -hmm. as I knew that was in their heart, they were going to be good. But I had to step away from 50 programs a day. <laughs> I don't know. With my, with my, um, non-denominational church we are predominantly black and I, I feel very welcomed and they're very receptive to everything that's going on around them I don't ever feel like have, I have to squint my eyes at what the pastor's saying in church like, right okay right you know it's I don't, right he's never bashing another religion or Bashing, bashing someone's sexual orientation of what, or what they do outside of the church. Um, it's just not, there's, so there's looking, not. Okay. When you speak on that about the sexuality, because I heard you mention that before, is that an issue mm -hmm. for you, um, people being resistant to that? Yeah, because, because I have friends who are a part of the LGBTQA plus community, and I've had countless conversations with them, and they're very spiritual. And mm -hmm. I've had countless conversations with them about why they left the church. And I just feel that if I'm coming to church, it's just some stuff, I, I don't understand the point in us, in you preaching about that, and you trying to crack down on I feel like we were all created in God's eyes. True. And, and but, you know, however you live your so, life is how you so live your you, life. Do you feel like the preacher is speaking on it to attack or speaking on it because it's in the Bible? I feel like they're, I feel like some, most of the time when they speak on it, it's being used as a weapon. Hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, What's the difference between them speaking on like sex or sex out of marriage? Yeah, I'm sex, sorry. <laughs> sex, uh, premarital sex or like thieves and stuff. I mean, some pastors do like kind of 
show their hidden agenda and be, you know, coming for the folks. But mm -hmm. I feel like some people that are in their community, they just get offended when people, the pastors speak on it because that's what they are. But I mean, somebody who is who robbing just, banks and just stole a purse out of Walmart yeah. yesterday, same sin. I mean, you know, so I guess I've never, I've never felt like one just was like being prejudiced because I don't want any harm on any human, especially mm -hmm. over their sexual preference. Well, it's not just the sexual preference thing, just in general, the using the word as a weapon, if that makes sense. Not just that specific okay. thing. Just, if, just, if it's being used as a weapon, that's totally unacceptable. Right. Just using it as a weapon, what, whatever it pertains to. It can be pertaining to sex, sexuality, <laughs> uh, what job you have, how you look, just any, your clothing, any aspect just using it as a weapon that's just not really what i want to come to well, church there's no place for church there's no place in church for that that's true but you can't agree that it it has been done before yeah, it's done a lot <laughs> and, and and maybe that's why as i went through my 20s i found my space and because i already have my own relationship with god and christ I was able to not get caught up in some of the wrong steps I've seen some of my friends take religiously. I mean, I, a lot of my friends have been brainwashed by certain members in this own community. I show my name, you know. You don't. I won't put it out there. So how do you guys feel about religion and spirituality in the media? Like, Nick, I saw you post a meme the other day. Uh, no, a flyer. What the flyer said? What that mouth do? Then I saw a flyer. What? Um, wop. Yes. What that <laughs> mouth saw, do? I saw a wop flyer. Worship and praise. <laughs> it wasn't my flyer. They had uh, some church had some type of event, and I just happened to find a flyer. <laughs> but on the, the title of the event was was what that mouth do. And okay. I was like, uh, don't respect the church now because of crazy stuff. Oh, like you know, I think, um, or were you finished, Nick? Oh, yeah, I'm finished. Um, me and I think one of my friends talk about this. Y'all both, Portia, do you watch uh, Michael Todd? Sometimes, do you know what it is? Sometimes. Okay, well, you know, Nick, I heard you speak on him, so I'm sure you watch him sometimes. Uh, he is very, like, urban, very regular. He just, like, preach. So we were talking about how sometimes we feel like he kind of crosses the line between being, like, incorporating worldly things onto the stage. Like, mm. when they um got the keys to the new building or whatever, like, he used the instrumentals for DJ Kelly's song, and, like, it was something else. Like, sometimes okay. they... They do kind of push you. <laughs> like, they, what they might do, that was just wrong. But sometimes... Well, it was inappropriate. Huh? It was inappropriate. It was inappropriate. But, um, yeah, that's what you were asking, Portia, right? Like, yeah. So do you think they're doing these things to appeal to the younger audience? I think they're doing it to appeal to... Same. Yeah, it's period, but it's like a thin line. Like, you can't look like the world while trying to get people closer to God. Right. I agree. I believe that uh, multiple ways to capture a younger audience without having to go too far, like she said. 
but I do see that a lot to where uh, with Mike Todd sometimes, um, even with other pastors, I see it. It's just certain things. I mean, you just got to keep a level of respect for the church also. So I understand what Haley's saying with that. But I, I do feel that's what they do it for, to capture the younger audience. It's almost like trickery or just advertisement. They're just targeting yeah. millennial little babies. And then, like, I, I know y'all gonna, even like with the song, with songs that are remixed from, you know, songs that shouldn't be remixed. Uh, it's kind of propaganda. Like, I know that this, this is gonna go viral. I know that this is gonna get some views, some plays, a couple TikToks. <laughs> so maybe this is what we need to do. Like, I know when they made those flyers, uh, the Watt fly, that was very pop. It was in the media everywhere, trending. So let me go ahead and throw this out. Like, it's brand, people who do branding, they will say hop on the train that's popular right now. And so I feel like some churches are doing just that. But that what their mouth do. I just don't know. <laughs> like I they know they I know they felt that this is pre free promo. I know so many people gonna repost this. Yes. You gotta read into intentions as well, because everybody that got a church don't have to preach the word. It's just kinda like I don't know. I mean, if you if you can do whatever to capture more members, that's what they're going to do. So it's, I feel it's not a thin line in between because some stuff is just way too far like that with that mouth do stuff. But uh, if you do it in a way that's to capture a younger audience, just to get them in the church and then feed them with the word so they, they gonna experience something that they expect to experience, even though you used whatever, like even if you're promo for your little events or whatever, have like some secular music beats on it or something just to capture their attention. But you are still sticking within the respect of the church and preaching the, the real word and et cetera like that. I don't feel like that's a bad thing, but I do feel that some people go way too far <laughs> to capture. Yeah, so, so you saying you can you can go to the line, don't touch the line, just stay like a, a, little, a little ways yeah. off the line and it's okay. But once you cross it, that's over with. Like, so I've been, uh, I watched this video, I watched the cut on YouTube all the time, and they had, typically they'll have one person and a group of other people, and you have to, the main person would have to pick, they'll give you a topic and they have to assign you this certain thing. So there was this pastor on there and a group of individuals and he had to assign them a religion and the stuff that he was saying I was just like you're not very knowledgeable on your own teaching so I just started thinking about how just every anybody feel like I can be a pastor but who called you to do it and who are <laughs> they that's what I'm confused about like so how, how do you guys feel about the Kanye thing? <laughs> go ahead, sweetie. I was going to tell Haley to go first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my mama wants to go. Okay, Portia, <laughs> when you say the Kanye thing, be just a little more targeted so I can... 
get the, the correct. Him wanting to, him like going into Christianity. Like, okay, so because I didn't yeah. know you meant him going starting his politics. his own church. No, 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 no. We're not the even talking about. It. Yeah, the church. How I feel about it is that Kanye loves God. Okay, I feel like Kanye is spiritual, but he's not who I would want my daughter following. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I think his is more of a popularity thing, just like what I said went on at my church. And when you get caught up in that, you lose God. It's more about going to see Kanye than about experiencing the Holy Spirit, which is the most, you know, highest gift from God being in his presence. So I haven't really seen anybody getting spiritually delivered by Kanye, I, I see North dancing and stuff, but I don't know, because Kim doesn't even seem like she's a spiritually led woman. I like her. She's cute as all I get out and fine as all I get out, but I don't see her pushing that black man towards God and spirituality in that way. So sort of, part of me thinks he's kind of going crazy, but the other part th- of me thinks that I know his mom was an English professor. I have an English degree. I know he's educated. Um, He was raised in China at one point. He's very educated and he has a unique background. But when you get caught up with demons, you know, you'll start to think you know things that you really don't or you'll start to think the authority is given to you to say these things because of your bank account. Like you said, who anointed you, who called you? I was 10 years old when my dad rolled down Lakeshore Avenue with me and told me he had been called. So if you don't have a moment when God called you or you can't tell me the moment or, or how it happened, you haven't been called. Mm-hmm. My dad had a moment. And I said, Dad, what happened? He said, I've been called to preach. And he became an ordained minister. And after that, he had his own church. And so did four of his other brothers. But they had a calling over their life. And an anointing is something that you can see. I do not see an anointing over Kanye. What about you? Yeah, I I can agree. I was just about to say just every pastor that I know that has truly been called, they just have such an aura. Like you can tell just by the way they walk and the way they speak that some higher power called them to do this. This is, they're passionate about it. It's not, I'm going to do this whether I have two people in attendance or a thousand people in attendance. But with with the whole Kanye thing, I know that people were praising him for, oh, he's getting people to worship God who have never done this before. But I'm like, I don't know if the intentions are pure. And then are the people going there to worship God or are they going there to see Kanye? Because ultimately- They're going there to see Kanye and take a selfie. And post it on Instagram, you know, <laughs> as, as opposed to seeking Christ, opening up that Bible, read King James, learn Proverbs, get some real wisdom in your life. Because Kanye is just a conduit, you know, mm-hmm. he's not the real thing. And he's going to be judged by God if he's guilty of leading millions of people into a false God. He said, we don't worship idolers. We worship the one true God. So I'm afraid that they're turning Kanye into his own statue-like, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. What do you think, sir? Also, <laughs> uh, as heavy as a calling, as an anointing is, I don't feel Kanye is even stable enough to be able to carry that type of calling. I do feel he loves God, and he mm -hmm. was. I feel he was also taught at one point who God was, and in a way formed a relationship with him. But I just feel he's so unstable with whatever he's going through right now. And I believe he can. I believe if you have that opportunity to promote God in that way, you can also get lost in it and be led in the wrong way, which I feel Kanye can easily become that person in this moment because I don't believe he's stable at all. So I wouldn't trust him with that. I personally wouldn't trust him with that calling mm -mm. to lead all these people to God. God can use who he want, but I don't feel that he was he would use uh He's so strategic in his own way. I don't feel he would use somebody that's unstable to carry something through <laughs> that he, that he, like one of his assignments. It's a God assignment. So it's like, I'm going to trust Kanye with this God assignment. And Kanye is freaking out and got all kinds of stuff he got going on. But naturally, it's like, would you even think God would trust Kanye with that? <laughs> It, it goes back to the saying that not everyone is equipped to be a leader. Even if even if he he can say God called him, who's to say he called you to lead though? He may be called you to use what your passion for to speak or to reach audiences. You don't necessarily have to start a church. You could have just did the songs. You didn't have to start a church and call yourself preaching. He went too far. Yeah, and God could have even used it to bring people to him, but that wouldn't be up to Kanye type of thing. It's not like Kanye did that. God probably <laughs> put that assignment out there and he didn't carry it well, but he still used it to bring people to him in his own way. But that's a God thing. That's not a Kanye thing. Kanye is just kind of like unstable. I just don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, and, and I agree. Yeah. Like you have, you have to be, you have to have a clear mind for him to talk to you. So I just, <laughs> it's a little shaky for me. <laughs> but I've I've heard so I talked to a couple people who went to his services and they just were in awe. And, that goes back to like that cult thing, because that was the first thing I thought about. That Kanye was this low key, high key trying to start a cult. Because these people are going to do whatever Kanye say. Yes. Clearly. Oh my God. You always know when God in it, though. Yeah, I don't know. Kanye. I don't see him calling Kanye to uh, <laughs> hold that. <laughs> It's it's a list of twenty people. Kanye number eighteen, and God's still on number one. So I don't know. He's trying to skip lines. We still doing some work on you, sir. So okay. Amen. <laughs> President, he want to be TD Jakes. He want to be everything. So Kanye just all over. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of people see the TD Jakes and the the mega pastors of the world, and they're like, I can do that, especially. 
because we always hear, oh, they're in it for the money. So when people see dollar signs, I'm going with the money yet. As in, you know, with every profession, whatever popular, that's what I'm doing. That's what mm-hmm. most people are going to gravitate for. So I, I feel like now, since religion and spirituality has become so popular, all of a sudden, this this is what I need to do. I need to spread the good word to the people. <laughs> I personally don't want the word, but. Hard part about it is just words in a book to some people. So all they feel like they have to do is just say what's in the book and put their own opinionated meaning behind it. But like I said, you can always tell when it's God in it. So with the whole pandemic going on, I know my church is virtual. I mean, Nick, your church is virtual, right? But I mean, you still go to church because you work there. We uh, we still he does it live from in the church, but it's still on a virtual platform. Okay. And Haley, do y'all are y'all allowed in the building? Yes. Hey. Yeah, but they still they're still doing virtual too. But so I've been watching like, I've been watching Transformation though. Really. So. But I think they do like a pre-registry thing. Like you have to like you sign have to, up to mm-hmm. show that you're coming. So what do you guys think this is like the new norm and church might not go back to the same? What does the future of the church look like? I think it will slowly but surely go back to in-person, depending on the pastor, because some pastors just want to be more safe than sorry. But, I mean, everybody's hopped on virtual now, so they're probably just going to keep on with it regardless, which it's not a problem. I personally like being in physical church. It gives you more discipline. But um, mm-hmm. I don't mind the virtual because, I mean, I've been watching other churches online before this anyways. But the Bible does tell us for Satan, not the assembly of ourselves. So we have to keep that in mind and pray that church will allow us to congregate again safely. Yeah, because I'm not really feeling the whole virtual thing. Because I am a, I like to have my hand in 10 things at one time. So, (laughs) and I'm so used to, well, I like to, when I want to focus on something, that's strictly what I want to focus on. But I don't have that ability when I have my whole entire apartment at my disposal. So I'm on two, three computers at one time. <laughs> I'm on my phone trying to listen to the word. I didn't miss it. I'm trying to rewind. Well, they've got, replay on, you. they've got replay on YouTube. Yeah, but it's just... I know. I, still, I start doing all kind of other stuff. My focus is off, as in... But when I'm in church, even my church, they'll, they dim the lights. I'm focused... So I'm highly focused on the word. Like I get, I'm more receptive. When I'm at my house, I didn't start cooking. I didn't get a class assignment. I didn't start drawing. I, you don't wash tiles. Cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> Doing all kind of stuff. You, I don't know what he said. I missed half of the sermon. So yeah, I'm ready to go I, I need that structure of mm-hmm. being at the church. Even 
even school right now for me is difficult because I need to be, I need to say from nine to 12, I'm going to this class. But like my call this morning, I'm doing all kind of other stuff while I'm supposed to be listening. I cannot tell you one thing my professor talked today because I'm, I'm utilizing my time now. I'm not doing my online class in this period of time. I know I'll be so unfocused. I'm well, so yeah, as a teacher, we ended the school year with online and it's hard for kids to get focused. So I understand if y'all are unfocused. And I, another thing, I mean, I've, I've heard with the school thing, I've heard my um, classmates and other people that I know have, that have been in that are in college, they've taken online courses and it's no problem for them right now. But with me, I've never taken one online course before the pandemic hit. Yeah. My program is strictly it's in the classroom. And also my program is has a heavy studio culture. And so we kind of feed off of each other's work and we have easy access to your knowledge. Like I can look over to your desk and see yeah. what you're working on and we can give each other critiques. Now, I don't know what my classmates are doing <laughs> at all. They don't know what I'm doing. Well, I don't what know what program are you in? Architecture. So we have been struggling <laughs> because we are just not used to this at all. Our professors have been struggling too. So just all around the virtual thing is just not for me, but I do feel that it might become the new norm because people are going to get too comfortable with this. Oh, I could just, I don't have to put no clothes on. I can do other <laughs> stuff. I think it'll uh, get back to normal eventually, but I do believe in this period it's going to weed out a lot of, uh, I think a lot of churches, if they don't have themselves prepared for this season, it's going to be bad when it starts to open back up. And I, probably a lot of closures as well. So, um, Yeah, my dad closed his church, so. Yeah, I have uh, a few just working under a pastor. I've experienced a good bit of pastors that actually had to close that church down, just not knowing what to do with the whole virtual thing and all mm -hmm. that. So. I'm kind of ready to see how it's going to pick back up. I just want to see what the new, the new deal would be. Once yeah, I think it's going to be a, a, a restructuring. Yeah. And I, I don't know how it's really going to look, but yeah. But it's definitely, I feel like it's bad on the those smaller churches that are run by older individuals that don't have, you know, the help of, a younger team to show them this media thing. Because I know my church back home, <laughs> they'll say, oh, we're going on Facebook Live at 11 <laughs> o'clock. Never make it on Facebook. <laughs> so it's very difficult for them. Uh, but I mean, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> I don't like sitting looking at my screen all day. I already have to do that all day. So sometimes I just want to have that moment when I go to church, I'm not worried about anything in the outside world. So, 
So, um, Portia, what are you? What are your plans? When do you think you are going to go back in person? Whenever you're talking about the church, mm -hmm. whenever it's safe. So whenever it's completely safe, not when they say it's safe. <laughs> okay. When it's safe, safe, not fake safe, but real safe. That's when I'm going back. Until then, right? Until then, I mean, I can say that I don't like it. I don't like going to class online, but I'm about to finish. You know, it's a lot of stuff I don't like to do, but I'm going to do it. You know, it's the cars that I'm built right now. So I'm just taking and run with it. I don't have to like it. I still dislike it. But, you know, there's, you got option number one and option number one. So I'm going to go to church online until, you know. Well, that was a, that's great wisdom right there. Control what you can. Mm-hmm. Not what you can't. Yeah. I don't even try to dwell on it too much. But, you know, if I'm asked, do I want to be virtual? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be virtual? Mm -mm. Okay, well, I'm going to let y'all talk. I love you guys. It was great talking. Before we end the call, I wanted to uh, play Would You Rather. So, since we're talking about COVID, Imagine churches have opened back up, okay? But COVID is still alive and well, but you got to go to church. There's no more to. virtual. You got to. There's no more virtual. And you can choose between would you rather go to church outside in Louisiana heat? Nick, fake like you in Louisiana. In the day of the hottest day here. Or have church inside, but 50% of the congregation has COVID. Which one are you doing? Why the heck would we choose inside? <laughs> Why would you choose outside? Because... <laughs> I mean, I'm used to Louisiana heat. I mean, I know I didn't have COVID before, but I ain't finna ex expose myself like that. <laughs> what you say, Dick? I'll be at home. Huh? That Bro, was you got to choose either or. That was not an option. <laughs> that was not a choice. It's A or B. I'll be outside with my. Uh, you to go praise the Lord with your with the towel. I don't remember tent, so. I don't know. I might have to go and take my ill and go inside. This heat is disrespectful. So then you're gonna be at home for two weeks because you want to see inside. But I can, I can kind of like look you don't know and who try got to it. and see who got it with my X-ray vision. There's no way. I'm gonna die outside, so I might as well take my inside. Y'all dramatic. I'm gonna go sit outside and praise the Lord. No, yeah. I walked. Shoot, to, I walked to the mailbox earlier, and my head was sweating, and I'm bald head. So I sit in my car, and I literally start sweating. Like, <laughs> I think Dang, do we have water outside? <laughs> At least, no, no water, no fans provided. I drank water before I came in. <laughs> <laughs> No water, no fans provided, no teeth. Straight under the church. No tree. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna keep making. I'll be out there half naked. 
praising oh, God. Oh gosh. I asked my, my grandma, she said, I'm gonna just have to come with me in like a tank top and some shorts. I said, no, full church attire. The hat and everything. <laughs> okay, we, I wear the hat. Sound like I need the hat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> last question. There was a outbreak of COVID strand number 567. I don't know. <laughs> And it wiped out all of the credible pastors. And your fate, your your fate is in the hands of two people. Okay? Two people. You gotta choose between these two people to lead you to the promised land. Okay? Are you choosing black youngster or boosie? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Who you choosing? You wanna go first? I got my answer. Who you got? Something's telling me that Black Youngster just had it a little bit more together than Boosie. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Boosie got his Insta taken, so Black Youngster ain't got his Insta taken. <laughs> it seemed like Black Youngster got a little bit more sense, but it's yeah, cool. I'm loyal to my boy Boosie, man. <gasps> yeah, you're gonna be loyal and not go to the gates. Look, Nick, Nick, I'm about to say, Nick, we know you, boy. <laughs> Cause uh, Boosie, he he definitely throwed off. He gonna he gonna lead you to his promised land, <laughs> and it's not <laughs> where you think you going. I wouldn't do it, Black Youngster. Me, please. Yeah, I'm gonna go it, with Black Youngster. It worse than the worst. Boosie ain't Boosie. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Boosie uh, had me squint my eyes every Sunday. <laughs> Matter of fact, we not even having church on Sunday if we play with him. We gonna have like, Mm-mm. like Saturday night church at the strip club or something. You just never know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just never really know with him. Well, all right. It was a great conversation with you guys. Dope talk. Hey. If you're, if you are listening in. Go over and subscribe if you have not subscribed. Both of these people's um, social medias will be linked in the description box down below. Share this episode with a friend to continue the conversation. I'll also put Haley's mom's uh, contact information <laughs> in the description box. That's my girl, y'all. She loves, she loves to chat. <laughs> if y'all want a good word, a good sermon, a good <laughs> message. Keep my girl up. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.